Welcome everyone to your favorite podcast, Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. I'm sitting down here with Chris Ramiro. We are going to recap Chicago, hashtag Chicago Mania Weekend. Chris, how are you feeling? I'm feeling all right, man. I mean, I think it's been a lot of wrestling. And mm-hmm. for a minute, I felt like it was too much. Oh, yeah? When, when did that hit? Um, it hit probably... Well, while at the show, at the definitely at Backlash at the Rowan match, right? <laughs> like that's when it's like, God damn, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. But then even yesterday, uh, we don't normally at home sit down and watch Raw, but um, we we popped it up on the iPad as we were having dinner. Oh yeah. And yeah, eventually it was like I watched a little bit, but then I got distracted, you know, spending some time with my daughter or whatnot, and she loves Mickey, so then Raw turned into Mickey. Uh, Mickey James or Mickey no, Mouse? Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> so yeah, we're watching some <laughs> Mickey Mouse, and um, but yeah, that's when it's like, all right, it was probably a lot, and I'm glad we didn't do Duffy's on Monday because yeah. it would have been way too much. Way too much. So I'm just looking here at the list. How long do you think the freelance wrestling show was? This is total of um, the hours here. I think it was it was two hours, right? Two and a half, maybe. It went from it started at nine. Started at nine, and it went to. I mean, do we want to count the fact that we were there probably forty five yeah, minutes before they that. opened doors, which I was like eight. Let's count eight to no. eight to eleven. Yeah. because so I made it home until like midnight, probably mm-hmm. like twelve thirty. Okay, so that's so, three hours. Three hours. How long was Evolve? 84. Evolve was uh, from <laughs> two to five, I think. Okay. Or the, the doors opened at the two. Doors open. Oh, we're counting doors open. Okay, so we're doors open at two. And we got out Another of there at 5.30-ish. Yeah. Okay. And then we had NXT... That door's open at 6, I think. Um, and then we, you know, left after the show was over. We stuck around a little bit. just. But, um, yeah, it was probably, what, 9.30? The show was over at 9? Oh, really? 9.30? Yeah. Okay. And then followed by uh, the JR show, um, which was... The JR show, I think it was two hours, right? Or an hour and a half? The JR show was probably two hours. Mm-hmm. And I then Backlash was... Uh, well, the well, we got there what time? Uh, probably probably four hours, right? We got Yeah, because we got there like at six. Mm-hmm. And then the show was over at ten. All right, um, let's, let's tally this up here. I have nine and a half... I have 11 and a half and really 15 and a half hours. That's not even counting most of like travel time and stuff. Not right? even counting travel time. No 15 and a half hours. Not even counting raw Monday night, which <laughs> right. we dabbled into a little bit. Mm-hmm. 15.5 hours. That's a lot of wrestling. That is a lot of wrestling. But, where, do, where do we even start? Uh, well, let's start with freelance, right? We attended freelance on Friday. 
Uh, was it the famous Berwyn's e- Berwyn Eagles Club? The famous. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was a different uh, it was a different feeling from our, our you know because at least the only show I've been to Berwyn um, has been for an AEW show. Yes. Um, Same. So freelance is different uh, a little bit in in their fan base and and what they bring to the table right like um i don't know it's a different atmosphere i'm not saying it's bad or it's better but it's just different yeah yeah i mean they're their own different brand they have a lot Mm -hmm. of guys that only wrestle well not only wrestle for freelance but who don't wrestle for AEW. Mm -hmm. so you got a lot of different characters in the crowd there it felt weird not seeing as many chairs lined up there was like a lot of open space Uh um and there's a lot of people actually like standing too at freelance shows, mm-hmm. even though there are chairs available. Uh, so yeah, it was a great. I mean, I, I love the Burrow Eagles Club, like everything about it, and just how like dingy and like sort of homey it is. Also, did you did you see that? Uh, and I'm jumping around here, but did you have you have you watched NXT Takeover? Because I know I know I so I only watched okay. two matches of NXT Takeover. Okay, so the Burrow Eagles Club gets a shout out. Uh, at um before the DIY match, no way. Who said it? Um, McGinnis. He says. Oh, uh, nice. He said something on the lines, um, from Berwyn Eagles Club to the All State Arena. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's really cool. Props so, to him. That was pretty cool when I when I heard it because I, you know, I you know you get an experience watching something live, but then you you experience it differently also when you watch it on TV, right? Um, and that has happened also with AEW and, and DVDs that I have and um, yeah. and some freelance YouTube matches that I see sometimes. Like, it's different watching it, you know, in a screen versus, yeah. versus live. So The commentary. Mm-hmm. You pick up different things, different camera angles. Yeah, so I definitely did that with TakeOver, too. So we didn't even put that in account. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you, you were there at TakeOver, and then you watched TakeOver as well. Uh, yeah, a few matches. Okay, yeah. a few matches. Nice. Um, but yeah, so what was your thought on um, on freelance? So they form they usually kick off with that six man scramble. Yeah. Um, and there was a character I can't remember the name, but it's like a froggy super mask. frog maybe oh, super frog is that what yeah his name was? yeah yeah he was a character yeah very very different. Um, for some reason it put me in a mind mindset of um, uh, Shikara type type of character okay um and then he had the whole um hammer thing and very thorish yeah right um so some comedy in there as well Mm -hmm. no one could lift the hammer except Mm -hmm. him it was too heavy or supposedly too heavy right um what 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 stuck out to you in in uh freelance so uh, i really liked the blow off at least i think it's a blow off between all, all ego Ethan Page and Space Monkey. Mm-hmm. I really like that match. There, uh, there wasn't much reaction to the ending because I think everyone just wanted Space Monkey to win. So when Ethan Page made Space Monkey tap out because it turned into a false count anywhere, it was just kind of like right, the crowd out, fell he silent. He tapped out in state uh, on the stage, right? On the stage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just some kind of camel clutch or some sort of submission mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but I I enjoyed it. I thought they did some really funny spots where Ego, all Ego Ethan Page put the Space Monkey helmet on his head, right. and then he threw Space Monkey at the wall like a like a dart. Dart, yeah, I saw mm, your tweet monkey about darts. That. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was great. 
This was Stevie Fierce's night. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Double duty, right? Um, cause it was the it was Stevie Fierce versus Matt Cage. Yeah. Was that the yeah? That, was that match was really really good. It was really good. Um, and so we know that uh, Matt Cage is retiring. Yeah. Um, they they try to somewhat bring that up in in, uh, in these matches. Um, there was there was quite the the you know decent amount of false finishes I believe that kind of like pumped it up near the end. Yeah. And then uh, well, Steve Fierce gets the gets the hands up right. Yeah. So it was a a mirror smash when the ref wasn't looking. That's right. Yeah. Smash the mirror over Matt Cage's head. And then hit him with the he does the um the unprettier mm-hmm. first finisher I guess Stevie Fierce which is ironic because he's always staring in a mirror right which is which was Christian's finisher and uh, yeah Matt Cage goes down in defeat and then later that night Stevie Fierce ends up winning the because the, battle royal too to I think the the, the stipulation in that match was winner gets last entry into the twenty man rumble. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. loser gets slot number one. Right. So Matt Cage started off with the 20 man. They were calling it a battle royal, but it was really a Royal Rumble. Right. You know, the battle royal, everyone starts in the ring. But in this case, it was like every minute or every yeah, two minutes. Maybe? Every minute someone mm-hmm. came in and had a lot of guys that um, I didn't really know. But just because freelance, I don't know a lot of freelancers roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some funny stuff happened there. I think the fir- Darren Corbin got thrown out in like two seconds, right when the match started, after talking a whole bunch of shit to Matt Cage. Yeah, the the one I want to bring up because it's gonna come up in the Evolve show is um, Austin Theory. Who did he go up against? He went up against uh, your boy Isaiah. Isaiah Velasquez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, that's right. So I'm you know I really enjoy uh, Velasquez's work. And it was the first time I saw Austin Theory, and it was like, okay. Like, at first, like, first sight, you see him, and uh, I think either somebody at Evolve or at Freelance, somebody said that he looks like Darren Cor- uh, Baron Corbin. Austin Theory does. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, which I'm like, okay, I could see that. But once you get, like, past that and, and see his work, he's really good. Like, I really became a fan of Like, he caught my eye at Freelance. Yeah. And that he, at Evolve, he faced um, Leo Rush. Oh wow, that was probably a great. So match. yeah, so he definitely, definitely caught my attention. So I'll be looking out for for some um, Austin Theory stuff out there. Yeah. So it, the the show started off a little slow, but right when Theory and Velasquez uh, wrestled each other, business picked up, as Jr. would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really picked up the pace. That was a quick match, and then I think it like went right into Stevie Fierce versus Matt Cage after that, or or uh, right. I want to say that was the order. So then like. You know, shit started getting real in the freelance show, and then uh, rounded it off with the all ego match. And then after that was the world's cutest tag team. That's right. We had Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae versus um, GPA, and her name was Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray, yeah. yeah. Which she had a po- the, she came out to the Pokemon theme song, and I mm-hmm. completely popped for that because <laughs> I love Pokemon. Uh-huh. I love playing that game. So that was really cool. But yeah, it was. I think it was a little lackluster. And like you said, just different. Mm-hmm. Hector was saying that it was different because this is his first freelance show. But then after Isaiah Velasquez got in the ring, like shit just started to incline yeah. all the way to the Battle Royal, which I thought had a really good ending too. And freelance liked Stevie Fierce, and I started to like Stevie Fierce. Yeah, didn't know much about him, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was fun overall. Worth 
worth the price of admission. Right. right. And their next upcoming show is on June 2nd. They're bringing uh, Grado back, which I talked to you a little bit about Grado. Yeah, you, you, you put the lowdown on him. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to see his entrance. Um, if you guys don't know, he comes out to the Madonna um, Like a Virgin song, and I just enjoy it. <laughs> so. Wait, it's the uh, what's is it? Wait, like a virgin? It's not uh-huh. like a virgin, is it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think so. I think that's what it's. No, it's take you there. Really? Yeah. The the song like a virgin goes like a virgin. Oh, okay. Then completely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He comes oh. out to. Um, I guess take, take you there. there. Yeah. Sounds, about, sounds right. <laughs> it goes, starts off with "Life is a Mister." Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, that no, Madonna song. Check out if you haven't seen it. Check it out on YouTube. Look for Grado's entrance. Yeah, very uh, fan friendly. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so let's move right into Evolve real quick. Um, unless there's anything else that you want to talk about. Yeah, can else? we? I want to make a, yeah. just a quick plug, just to switch things up here. Two heels and a face dot com active live open to user story submissions Mm -hmm. if you have written about wrestling or want to write a story for us it's got to pass our approval process meaning that don't make it super smarky (laughs) (laughs) um you know have unique your own opinions uh don't be disrespectful of other people's opinions don't you know don't make it rude uh but if you have a story that you would like to send to us, we'll review it, and if we like it, definitely putting it on the site. Uh, hosted by Medium.com, so it's very blog friendly. Uh, I wrote a story about DIY from, from, you know, I stole the title or the phrase from the Bergen Eagles Club to the mm-hmm. Allstate Arena and put it as the title of the story. That ended up being very ironic because yeah. of what happened. Uh, but yeah, and email us info at twoheelsandaface.com if you want to contribute. And uh, no one's getting paid for it. But, you know, if you want to share your thoughts and then Mm -hmm. we'll mention you in the article, obviously, please, you know, please send us some stuff. So, yeah, feel free to um, send us an email with, uh, you know, your perspective on a current storyline or things that you've witnessed at shows you've been to. We're, um, you know, we're willing and open. What is it? Willing, Gable and... Ready, willing, and Gable. Yeah. Ready, willing, and Gable. I tried Gable. doing something with that, but clearly that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we're down for uh, publishing some of your stories there, and um, you know, get some uh, get some tweets out and things like that. So yeah. it should be good. Um. So all right. Um. Evolve. The the. This is my first evolve show, and I was there with um. Well, Carla went with me. She was there the whole day with me on Saturday. And um and then Hector was there. Uh, Martin, who's also a friend of the pod, was there. Yeah, wrestling with unicorns. Right. Um, and we ended up, uh, you know, just by coincidence, we ended up sitting on the same row, pretty much next to each other. Okay. Um, but yeah, the opening match was Keith Lee versus uh, Donovan Dijak. The opener, huh? Yeah. I thought that'd be later down the card, but that's um, cool. Yeah, it it was it was good. It was you know it was it was stiff at first. Um, because these. These are two big guys, right? Huge dudes. Um, Huge. But, and we're going to see that in upcoming Thursday at the Berwyn Eagles Club. You will see that. That's right. Um, so, anyway, they were doing a lot of, like, top rope moves, like, trying to go for suplexes and moonsaults, and I was completely afraid. Like, I don't think I've ever attended a match where I was, like, legitimately, what is it? Legitimately scared. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. about one of them like slipping or something could have gone wrong and it could have been really bad. Scared for their life. So I was, yeah, I was scared. Um, and it didn't help that I was front row. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, overall though, the match was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great opener. Um, and you know, that I, I don't know exactly the order of, of the matches, but the ones that I did want to talk about was yeah. Austin theory versus Leo rush. Okay. Uh, which this was my first time seeing real, uh, Leo rush live and it did not disappoint. Yeah. Right. He's and, big now. He's getting really big. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then again, you know, mentioning Austin theory, uh, seen him for the second time. Really, really, it was, a cause I think the following match or the match before that was a really slow, um, you know, down to the mat wrestling type of match. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like brought the crowd a little, not down, but it brought them down a level. And then that Leo Rush match really brought everybody back up to speed. Sounds like a good mix. You know, mm-hmm. you want to space. If you're going to have Keith Lee jumping off the top rope, bring it back down to a little mat-based second match, then have Leo Rush diving through the middle rope. So exactly, good variety is what you're trying to say. Uh, right. And then uh, we also had Jeff Cobb versus Tracy Williams. Okay. Um, so I don't know much about Tracy Williams, but I know that he's in this sort of faction with Chris Dixon and Jacka. I think that's his name. They have a manager uh, where Chris Dixon and Jacka are the um, the tag team champions. Okay. Of Evolve? Uh, of Evolve, yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, Jeff Cobb took on Tracy Williams. Um, and, you know, I feel like I've seen Jeff, I've seen Jeff Cobb enough times to see what you know to kind of not predict his matches but kind of you know the moves that he was going to do and yeah a lot of t-bone suplexes right but like he just every time he gets me like he he definitely like or well him and his partner whoever he's going against like they tell a really good story um where it was you know ups and downs and then the suplexes and all those uh, hard-hitting punches um really really told a good story um, that eventually led into um, the tag team match, uh, which was um, the Chris Dixon versus Jacka defending their titles against um, Freelance, which was um, Matt, okay. Matt Nix versus Isaias Velasquez. Yeah. Um, and they really got themselves some heat. Uh, they cut a promo about how Chicago's a trash town. They're from New York. Um, Isaiah? So, no, no, no. Um, oh, uh, evolved the evolved okay. guys. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they were talking trash about Chicago. So then Madnix and Isaiah Velasquez come out with a Chicago flag, and really get the crowd going. Um, so it was a good, it was a good match. And then you know the freelance chance started during the evolved show. Nice. So that was a good touch. Yeah, and um, it's it's cool that uh, the, the night before at the Burrow and Eagles Club. First off, we forgot to mention that Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn walked right past us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. At the Burrowing Eagles Club, mm-hmm. which was, I didn't, I noticed it. And like two other guys who were sitting in front of me noticed it. And I think you and Hector might've been like talking or something. Yeah, we were talking, we weren't paying attention. Then you just kind of like tapped me and pointed. And I was like, I didn't know what to look at. Yeah. Until um, you're like, that's Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. It's like, and I was, I was seeing the backs of their heads. I'm like, I don't know. Like you think so whatever but yeah eventually they 
they sat down. They watched a couple matches. Yeah. And then right before they left, they walked right in front of us. Yeah, and we were clapping, and they looked really they're, pissed they're, at us. They were like, just quiet down. Don't. <laughs> we were blowing their cover. Yeah. They were in, like, gray sweatshirts and sweatpants, mm-hmm. very much blended in. There was probably people... The Bergwin Eagles, Club, Bergwin Eagles Club isn't a huge place, and there was people there that probably didn't know that they mm-hmm. were there or didn't recognize them at first. And support, apparently Regal was backstage also. Mm-hmm. So there was some scouting going on. But then what I was trying to get at, uh, and I'll let uh, pardon, yeah. pardon my interruption. No, no, no. Uh, on Evolve, but Gabe Sapolsky, who runs Evolve, was also at Freelance that Friday. So oh, mm-hmm. this is probably... That's probably why I was there to bring like a couple freelance guys over to the Evolve show and mm-hmm. kind of have this dynamic. So it was cool to probably, see, yeah. see everyone. I mean, this is a a mini celebrity and then like two up and coming celebrities uh-huh. who tore the house down in the Birmingham Eagles Club. I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, and I mean, so they they ended up losing the match or whatnot. Um, and they is uh, you know Mad Knicks and like say is Velasquez. Um, but it was it was a really good match, and I really enjoyed the fact that we were at Evolve, and they did frame it into like Evolve versus Freelance. Um, That's cool. I like that. So so that was that was a nice touch, and then uh, the closer was uh, Saber versus Ethan Page, Zack Saber Jr. versus Ethan Page. Yeah. Um, oh no, I'm, I'm lying. That that was not the closer. Um, the last match, the main event was Riddle match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt Riddle versus O'Reilly. Okay, O'Reilly. Uh, Matt Riddle's so good, dude. Yeah. Like, he, again, uh, last time we saw him was at Joe's Bar mm-hmm. versus um, Elgin. This match was also so, like, it was really good. And I think, uh, like, they le- they definitely left the crowd wanting more. Okay. Um, I definitely wanted to see a rematch. Um, there's also... Um, Another storyline that that I didn't understand, and it's just because I don't follow Evolve as close, um, and that was during the, I believe it was the Ethan, was that the Ethan Page versus Sex Saber? Like there's a, and I and you know I don't know the name of the of the girl that came out there and, and did some stuff, but okay, um, yeah. Anyway, um, overall the Evolve show was good. Um, I think they're back in September, or no June. Not sure. Like I'll, I'll, Not sure. I have to look that up. Okay. But um, I know tickets went on sale already for that. Okay. So, yeah. On to um, NXT, and you haven't watched the whole card, Charlie. What's no, up but with just, that? just just hit me with <laughs> hit me with yeah. with what you got. Uh, I I saw the Young and Young versus Strong match. Roderick uh, Strong. Uh huh. I thought it was take it or leave it. Very passable. In my opinion, and that's just this isn't me trying to be a, a smart, but it just wasn't. It just didn't feel that cool of a takeover match for me. Yeah. Um, we can we don't have to talk about that. But then the next match after completely tore the house down, which is Bait versus Dunn, probably yeah. match of the night. Right? Yeah, that's what. It, so yeah, so that's what I, you know. I've been hearing that that's match of the night, candidate of match of the year. Match of the year, or, um, but to me, so to me, the first thing that stood out for me was. There was no open like usually you'll see Triple H or Regal um, open up opening yeah, up the point. NXT mm-hmm. um, NXT show and they didn't do that so I was kind of waiting for that because before that we had some not dark matches because I think they're the matches that are gonna air this Wednesday tomorrow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they're gonna air on Wednesday but I, I felt like they needed to be a transition point 
instead of just like kicking off the show or right. into what's the next match, the first right. match of the real show. So they know? didn't have a ki- formal kickoff, right? Is there, or maybe they like played it, a song at or least something. for for us. And, okay. Well, no, they did. They, they had the package about Chicago and the skyline. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, but I just felt like it needed that that touch. Um, okay. But yeah, the the Tyler Bate match and. You know, it was like it, it, nobody was in their seats. Like people were standing, mm-hmm. people were cheering, super loud. You even felt, um, like you felt the arena shake. Yeah, all state arena uh, was shaking. Mm-hmm. So like that was great. Um, so and I'm not going in order, but I'm just going based on what comes up to mind. And, and it's um, Bobby Roode versus Hideo Itami. Okay. Um, that match shocked me because it it wasn't. You know, this is a championship match, and I thought it was going to go on last. It didn't. And we, you know, ultimately see why because of the Champa turn, I think, and, and, yeah. and the, you know, the match that we're going to have. Um, but, I mean, I, I marked out on the glorious entrance. Of course. Um, and and I, I don't know if I'm okay. Like, I guess I'm okay with the results. Um, but I did want to see Hideo take the title. Okay. And even if that feud st- still kept going on, it was like to me, it's like it's okay to switch titles, you know, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Um, what else happened that night? Uh, oh, we saw Ruby Riot. Yeah. Um, you told me this match was a little sloppy, right? Yeah, in my opinion, it was a little sloppy. Like yeah. some things happened that you could see that, you know, they weren't completely planned out that way. Um, okay. I'm not, there's definitely. Uh, put me in a, in a in a state of I'm not a big fan of um, Sanity Girl. What's her name? Um, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Yes. Um, I don't know. She doesn't do it for me. I don't think Sanity does it for me. In well, general. in general, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you there. Um, but yeah, like I I expected to see more. Um, even if it's crazy wrestling or whatever her 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 style is. I expected to see a little more and it just didn't click for me. Like she does a little crazy, you know, her little crazy antics after yeah. she doesn't move or whatnot. But it's like, it's not all there. Like to me, it didn't click. I would have preferred to see a one-on-one, you know, Heidi versus, um, Asuka. Asuka. But, you know, and I think that, and, and to you tell me what's your opinion on that? Like, do you think they're holding the title for Amber Moon? Do you think if Amber Moon wasn't that four? That's the only one who was worthy of taking it off Asuka at yeah. this point right now. That's you, let me ask you a question. Do you, was the was the sloppiness between Ruby and no, Cross Ruby. just mm-hmm. those two? Or was Asuka and, or was it between Asuka and Cross too? So if I'm gonna be critical, like I think yeah. it was it was it was not necessarily between both of them, but it was like it seemed like it was their fault. Like so, Who? for example, um, Riot and Nikki Cross. Okay. Like Cross, uh, um, what's her name? Oscar stuff looked super crisp. Yeah, like, of course. You know, she she's good at what she does, and and there was no no botches. And I know like some botches happen in their accidents, but mm-hmm. um, you know there was a I think uh, Hurricane from the from the top rope to Oscar from Ruby. And it just didn't look that good. Oh, so Ruby and Asuka as well, the combination? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think it was on, on Ruby's end. Okay. Because um, I, well, I watched that match again. So it was everyone but Asuka. Yeah. <laughs> Is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that, I feel like that's been a kind of a common theme all the way back to TakeOver, what was it, San Antonio maybe not? Or the one that was before this one? Um, yeah, because yeah. of the Rumbles mm-hmm. in San Antonio. 
And then even when I went to NXT Indy, which I did a podcast about with Asuka and Asuka was in the ring with at NXT Indy, she was in the ring with Nikki Cross and I think Billy Kay in a triple mm-hmm. threat match. And all of it was like kind of sloppy or whatever, except for Asuka. Mm-hmm. Same thing in San Antonio. I thought the storytelling at San Antonio with the fatal four wheel, like completely made up for it. Like Nikki Cross is really good at being a crazy psychopath. But in that match too, they kind of, they did a good job of like hiding uh, the technicality of the moves. Cause mm-hmm. they did like a table spot and like a bunch of storytelling and stuff like now, that. This is, this could be probably like far fetched and probably not accurate, but you tell me what you think. And this just came to mind. Okay. Like, when you see Jessica Havoc with OI4K, okay, like, okay, she's crazy, but she's gonna kick your ass. Yeah. And when I see Nikki Cross with Sanity, and I guess I'm comparing Sanity and for I was gonna call it 401K, <laughs> 4K, um, it's like Nikki to me, she's just like she's just a little crazy and and she's not threatening. I she's guess. like a parasite. She's like a no. she's like an annoying not so threatening parasite or gnat uh but she's a yeah but she's annoying mm-hmm. whereas jessica havoc is a threat and it opinion. could also be that she you know she's imposing or whatnot but um i don't know i just i just i don't know something needs to like there's a little something there that i it just doesn't click with me and, and nikki cross yeah i i i, I don't oh, man they really need to they really need to reload this women's division like i know there's some people who like i can't I know there's some people who get. Well, X. I think the reload is going to happen soon, right? Like we're going to have the women's tournament. I f- the but I feel. Young I feel like tournament. this has been. I feel like it's. It's taken it's a while. Taken a while, yeah. I feel like it's taken a while. Like I, I haven't seen Liv Tyler really wrestle, so I, I can't pass judgment on mm-hmm. some of those lower to mid mid card people. But Oscar just outclasses everyone, really, except Ember Moon, in my opinion. Um, and I know I understand I didn't give her the title the first time. Like that, that's completely cool. I, I, I think. Actually, I think Peyton Royce could break out on her own um, and kind of leave Billy Kay behind. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, they're really good together. But I think Peyton Royce's in-ring is is better than Billy Kay's in-ring ability. So I wouldn't mind seeing that, too. Or right. uh, that, you know, Royce versus Ember versus Asuka. Like, I think that would be a good one. That's and then just do Riot versus Cross solo. Um, but it's ta- I feel like it's taking a while. Like we really do need the women's tournament, so that makes and, sense. And while that might it. feel that way also because Asuka's been holding on to that title for a long time. She's still undefeated. Yeah. Right. That's so, true. That's um, crazy to think about. But yeah, I think we'll we'll see where the division, the women's division goes. But I think it's it's the future of the women's division looks promising at least right now with the tournament. Do you know? Up. Do you know who's in that? Um. I saw Candice LeRae okay. and Ellering's daughter. Okay, Rachel. Rachel, yeah, Ellering. Probably Kimberly, right? Probably Kimberly. Probably Kimberly is in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just officially, I just and I remember seeing some tweets, but that's all I could remember right now. I thought it was a joke when they named it after Mae Young. Like I know, I know, I understand Mae Young's mm-hmm. legacy, great legacy, but when I just. <laughs> I, when I see May Young Classic, all I can think about is the her hand. giving birth to a hand. Yeah. And I just, like, I, I saw that today on Facebook, and I and I laughed. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, like, WWE post it. I'm like, oh, shit, this is actually what it's called. This uh-huh. is serious. So, like, uh, Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the generation <laughs> of, of us who watched during the Attitude Era or whatnot, that's a reference to May Young, right? Yeah, like, she almost, 
I don't want to say she ruined her legacy because I think like the funny stuff is part of her legacy, but she like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's our vision. Our go-to because and it's, yeah. and I think a lot of people who even know her history and everything, like they that are wrestling fans and they've been watching for so long. Like, yeah, they can't help but to think that, you know, to whenever they think of Mae Young to, you know, and WWE does it a lot too. When they talk about Mae Young, they always show the clip of her giving birth to her. Yeah, they always like, they always, so yeah, even though they do some history, it. blah, 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 uh-huh. like, but once you come into her later years, they always show that clip. So it reminds you all the time. Right. So it, it, it automatically puts like a very joking feel to this mm-hmm. tournament. I, I don't like the name. Whereas like the Dusty Rhodes classic, it's like, oh shit, yeah. this is awesome. Dusty, every single NXT person who trained under him has right, nothing but 100% Right, because you, you hear all the stories, you see all those videos about right. Dusty being, you know, the patriarch in, in NXT in the early stages. So Yeah, fighting for the common man, mm-hmm. the son of a plumber. So, yeah, poor naming. I don't know who I would have named it after. Maybe like Wendy Richter or something. I don't know why not Fabulous but... Moolah. Like she, held but she the was in those Mae Young skits too. She was, she was, yeah. but like not in the very, very comedic ones, right? And and she like didn't she have the women's title for like thirty years or something? Oh yeah, she was. Oh, I think I'm getting them confused. Maybe I thought Mae Young had that really, really long title run, but was mm-hmm. that Moolah? I think it was Moolah. Okay, so then um, Mae Young do she she did well in the ring though, right? Back in the whatevers, they could have called a fabulous young women's title. The <laughs> fabulous with, young. Like Fabulous Young, like I don't know, like combine both of them if sure. you want. <laughs> sure, but, it doesn't um, make me think of someone giving birth to a hand, so that's an improvement, <laughs> right? And then, um, just to fast track us to the end of NXT, um, if you look at the at the match um, on WWE Network, everybody, or I want to say a good portion of the crowd, had DIY T-shirts, right? Like these were the Chicago Boys that we have all been. That's so for. sick. That's so yeah. sick. I love um, that. I did not wear my DIY. I wore the Thank You Champa um, t-shirt. The white shirt? The white shirt. Sweet shirt. Um, so it helped me stand out in the crowd a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this um, guy's seen Champa. The Berwyn Eagles love. Look at this guy. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Like, I, like the, the match. So they came out. Crowd popped huge for them. Um and the match itself was was great. Like the spot, like like I don't know. I've always had a hard time with people going through a ladder. Like I think the first or or one of the things that I think of when I hear hear somebody went through a ladder, I think of that Sinkara spot. I don't even remember it. Uh, he went through a ladder and like the ladder broke, but it like it was probably one of the first times that I saw that happening or something like that. Hmm. And like he apparently got really injured or I, I don't know I don't know but it just looks sick to me and that's yeah like, going through a ladder doesn't look fun right because right. they were all steel or all metal whatever um, but th- these ladders seem like they were like steel but flimsy and they're like made out of wood kind of well I don't because when they snapped it looked like like a table would snap isn't that how all ladders when all ladders break though aren't they made out of I think like, when I, I they're made the, out of wood I think when, when the I ones saw the break. mania ones like. Like, there were some that just looked very, like, flimsy, and they would bend but not break completely. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Authors of Pain, um, that spot where – and, and are you, have you watched the match? No, I haven't no? watched it, okay. but well, there's a feel spot free. Where um, they set up the ladders. So it's the ring, and they set up ladders uh, with the barricade. So there's two ladders in the barricade and the ring, right? 
across 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 from the barricade to the the apron Uh uh-huh okay there you go yes um and then there's like a big those 20 foot ladder um, in the middle in the middle where initially uh gargano does a dive through the champa pulls up the rope and he gargano does a dive to knock out the other sapain yeah so he goes through the middle of the of the the ladder okay um then they lay them out in the in the ladders and they both climb up okay and it's just a frog splash or just a slam they both went down yeah wow that's really cool sick and i thought like okay this is this is it like gargano made it back into the ring he was setting up a ladder no that you know they didn't get the titles then there was another spot where champa kind of like um it looked like a uh a german suplex he was trying to do a german suplex uh one of the authors of pain was near the titles. He goes under him. He's about to do that, um, uh-huh. and obviously he's he. They will both land on the on a ladder that's inclined into the turnbuckle. Okay. Um, but obviously Champa like moves away and just pretty much slams him. Yeah. The fucking ladder just snaps in half. Really. Um, and you think again? They're you know they're getting the they're up and coming, you know new champs now and. But no, it doesn't happen. Ellering uh, gets into the ring, stops Gargano oh. from getting the titles, oh. gets super kicked. Nice. Um, so Ellering takes a bump. Cool. <laughs> and, um, it's an old man. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. Um, and he, you know, he took the, the bump really well. Um, but yeah, like, there were crazy spots where it's like, like, at this point, like, oh, and then uh, Gargano gets uh, a mouthful of ladder. So they're about to hit Champa like across the face with a ladder. Yeah. But Gargano being the super baby face pushes his friend away and he takes the ladder. Uh, and they do the replay. Like, bro, it looked like he fucking got him in the chin for real. Like, yeah. Stiff. Uh, yeah, very stiff. Um, so that like all of that, like hindsight 2020, like is telling you like, okay, this like, you know, after the, the whole ending, authors of pain when the, winning the titles, um, they got booed like crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, everybody gave them a standing ovation at the end or whatever. And they're making their way up the ramp. Um, and I think, you know, they're about to close the show. And that's when, when Trump, you know, turns on, on, on Johnny, throws him against the, um, the Titan Tron area, area, yep. and then puts him through some tables a uh, couple uh, knees to the face. Oh man! Uh, so yeah, I heard and, it was very gut wrenching. Yeah, and, and heart throbbing. And I so okay, so me still not wanting to chant "fuck you, Champa" because everybody was doing so. Yeah, man, what the <laughs> hell? Because it's like you know he turns heel and like I'm like I felt like that's you know what I should do as a wrestling fan, like embrace, like just hate him because he's a heel. But I, you know, he's my boy, so I can't say that. But you know, like. All of the antics that he did and the way um, they went off, um, they closed the show like with him just like sitting on the announcer table, just looking down at Gargano. Um, there was a point where uh, also Gargano also playing a great baby face. Like he's climbing on t- up to Champa, like like looking at him confused. Like all the little details in that yeah. in that closing. Okay. It, it was like like damn, these guys are really fucking good. Yeah. And their match is going to be yeah. awesome. They're going to tear the house down when those now, two wrestle. Unfortunately, I don't think, and, and what sucks is that um, observation for those who were at the Allstate Arena, 
it was not sold out. And, and I told you this, and we talked yeah, a little bit about it. Yeah, it's very disappointing. It's disappointing because it, it makes me feel like we're not going to get an NXT anytime soon. I feel like I feel like Triple H has to be disappointed in us in Chicago. I'm disappointed in, in mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in myself. I was at a wedding. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, what can <laughs> Saving you my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Like, man, you would think, sh- and it's a smaller, Allstate Arena is a smaller stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. the The Bulls I, don't play. The Bulls, the Hawks, they don't play at the Allstate Arena. Like right. it's a small stadium. They play at the United Center. United Center is much larger. So if we can't sell at the Allstate Arena, then yeah, we might not get another big event for a while. Like I'm right. not sure. And then you know, even if we look at Backlash, we were there and it wasn't sold out. It was not sold out. So you gotta yeah, step even, up your game. Even out the there, idea Chicago of, of having fans. a mania. Whether it be at Allstate or, or if magically Vince decides to go for, for the United uh, Center, is not looking good. No, I was like convinced. I was convinced that an NXT takeover could sell at the United Center, and maybe that's just me not. Maybe that's just me being overly optimistic and not knowing my numbers, which might be the case. But I was like, this is a huge. I think uh, is the the Barley Center. Smaller than the Allstate? The Barclay? Barclay Center. No, right? no, 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 no. Barclay Center, no, that's bigger. Right, and right. didn't they sell out the Barclay? Yeah, but that's Brooklyn. Like, I would put, I would, I would probably put Brooklyn as the number one U.S.-based wrestling mm-hmm. area. Like, that, I would probably put Brooklyn, I'd probably put Philly above Chicago. Um, okay. Like Boston's really big. Obviously, we have some some good wrestling out west. But like Chicago is like top four, top five wrestling markets right. in you, my you opinion. Right. Because even even us, like when we're trying to get tickets, like you know, I I knew a guy that knew a guy that knew a guy that was yeah. able to allow me to get you know his access to his Ticketmaster account because you needed like American Access, like whatever credit card American Express. Yeah, mm-hmm. American Express, like, so you can buy tickets super early on. Like, we figured that out. Like, we got our tickets, um, you know, because I thought they were going to sell out last time that they were here. Mm-hmm. And, again, that was at the Portage Theater. Um, but, you know, I wasn't able to get tickets then. And this time I'm like, I don't want to miss this. I want to get tickets for sure because they're going to sell out. Yep. And, and it was it was disappointing to get there. And um, even the pictures that I got to take... Um, since we were on, on hard cam side, uh, what was not the opposite side what was the opposite side. It was tarped off and you see that in the pictures very clearly. Really? So that was disappointing. And I did want to yeah. bring that up because this might be, you know, the, I guess, uh, the takeover NXT takeover that we get, you know, in, until yeah. 2026 or some shit it's i think it's gonna be a while <laughs> yeah i would just love for them to run like a house show next time they come around this area hopefully that would be cool at uh, the bear when eagles club <laughs> that, yeah, y'all that, sell out yeah that flight that would be at fire capacity for sure all uh, right so sunday 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 Mm-hmm. we went to the jr show and this is going to be some unique stuff for the listeners because we went to yeah we went to Zanies and Rosemont to watch mm-hmm. Jr. Jim Ross do kind of it was like a seminar kind of well not a seminar it was like a panel discussion is right. what format and is so what it was. So he had some guests line up. Well, mm-hmm. he had a guest line up, 
right? Uh, we had Which a couple was, guests. Right, and then the other one was supposed to be a surprise or something, right? So, um, Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. He was there, and it seems like JR knew about Billy Corgan being there. That was part of his... That was probably worked. You know, his, his yeah, his guest. And then um, the one that they were saying that he didn't know about was Gail Kim. Gail Kim, yeah. Right. So we got to see JR and Billy Corgan talk about Billy purchasing the NWA. And he thinks that um, his money is going to be on like online streaming type of service, right? Yeah, he made a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. He made an interesting point to me that I agreed with. He said that the NWA, when he starts going with it, they're going to be on TV. But he said it, what his definition of TV is is might not what you think, what the people might think it is. He's not looking to get on some lower tier station like pop no offense mm-hmm. to tna fans out there but he in his opinion t- tv is a streaming service mm-hmm. which i would agree with i would agree with that you know the uh-huh. ever people's be human behavior is completely making the transition from uh like tv to more on-demand streamable content yeah. netflix amazon hulu shit like you could throw a flow slam in there like so that it, it, it it's i don't know if it is as valued to let's say like an investor like an investor would probably want those ratings on pop instead of those views on netflix maybe not mm-hmm. but like also I, um and sorry to cut you off yeah. there, but that brought me to um what's the name of the promotion that's having issues right now um in, on youtube because wrestling right not... right good point yeah wcpw there you go uh-huh. wcpw is using what youtube culture, right? mm-hmm. yeah what culture pro wrestling as their platform running all their shows um on youtube and they have like some that are free and some you can buy and then they had just like a, 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 a it wasn't a weekly show it was kind of like their version of raw mm-hmm. that, that, that they would show for free it was called wcpw loaded so yeah so youtube just changed their advertising uh monetization program yeah and the what culture was greatly affected because and i don't know i don't know i should have looked at i was planning on looking at a lot of articles today didn't get to it but for whatever reason wrestling content is deemed too violent and they're not not advertising youtube is not Mm -hmm. running ads on a lot of those videos anymore because Um, certain companies are like i don't want to be affiliated with that right right so uh there had they had this huge petition to you know kind of um tell youtube that like wrestling is not all about violence there's storytelling there's all these different Mm -hmm. things it's scripted entertainment like like chill out um so they have this whole so i think you can go to their website and like kind of sign up for this position and then Mm -hmm. they're also they're running a show so the so they're running a show called fight back and it has like, it uses like the YouTube logo. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's called fight back. It's really cool. Um, and then they had, had to cancel a bunch of their, their yeah. show, their mm-hmm. free shows or what they call loaded. They had to cancel a bunch of those shows because it's not sustainable anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they were paying for the venue, the talent with all of the money that they were getting from these pre-roll ads that would run in front of these videos. Yeah. Now that that's been cut into like a third, um, they showed an example where they got like forty three dollars from a from a loaded video that had like a hundred a hundred thousand or plus like views or maybe more than that, mm-hmm. um, and probably more than that. And uh, 
$43 like that that's what is that going to pay like the ring announcer maybe like right. if that uh so they can't they can't sustain that but all of the rest of like their big shows like they're doing a world cup yeah i saw that um too. yeah so i and i i believe that is i believe you you have to sign up for like their premium content package to see that so that helps them pay for that um but yeah it's so that so a YouTube would have been no, probably not, but it could have been like considered a TV. Like those should be considered well, your YouTube ratings, is, in my opinion. And, and not to get too much off topic, but YouTube is also, you know, about to launch or they want to launch their their YouTube um, subscription service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, YouTube Red. Right. YouTube Red. Yeah. YouTube Red, well, which is poorly named. Right. Because there's another <laughs> site out there. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, back to Billy and Jr. Uh, Jr. was really funny, like you know. He and one of the things that we talked about briefly was, um, and I think you said it, like he's not afraid to make fun of himself. Yeah, he's and, not. Jr. was ribbing himself, right? Um, very down to earth, very transparent. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, and then after Billy, we had um, well, they surprised them with the guest, which was Gail Kim. Gail Kim. So um, she still talked like she was still in, still in contract with uh, Impact. Yeah, still looking good. Right. Um, and uh, did did you watch any of her stuff while she was even like in WWE? Um, not much. I've seen like a couple of random matches on YouTube. Like um, I know she can work. Yeah, I know she can work. But no, I, she was like kind of getting into it. As like, I, was I remember out of it. one of the one of the matches she had. Um, and I yeah, that was not WWE. That was that was TNA. Yeah, TNA. When she had her feud with um Congo Kong, Kong not Congo Kong. Congo Kong is from AEW. <laughs> um, Kong. That's that's her name, right? Well, she was uh, Karma in WWE, wasn't she? But I think she was Congo mm-hmm. Kong in TNA. If I have not. I might, that might I, be I might just look, Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like, I remember seeing... She said that was her favorite feud. Yeah, that was her favorite feud. But I remember one of those matches, and I don't know which one, because I probably watched it on YouTube, because I wouldn't watch TNA otherwise. Yeah. Um, like, it was one of the matches, like, that made me think, like, why aren't, why aren't girls in WWE doing the same? Oh, okay. So, when you watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Gail Kim could, Gail Kim could be, would be great now in WWE's women's division. But back when WWE was hiring models, models first and wrestlers second, mm-hmm. she would she would have been like the alpha woman. Yeah. But she would be great right now. Like she could come back right now and play like a Mickey James role. Yeah, for sure. And just put people over and have really interesting feuds. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know about her past and her history, mm-hmm. but I feel like she is athletic enough to. She's a wrestler first and a and a, a pretty woman second. <laughs> right. Which JR did not shy away from yeah. talking about her prettiness. No, JR and that's what JR said too. Like they're not hiring models anymore. Because uh-huh. I think someone asked him about yeah. like the the state of the women's division. Um it was funny. There was a lot of there was a lot of super marky questions that were asked. Like mm-hmm. some guy was like the Stone Cold Steve Austin heel turn at WrestleMania 17. And it's just did like, you know about it. Did you know about it? And JR's like, yeah, I knew about it. It was a terrible decision. <laughs> but he's like, you know, some things just don't work out. Mm-hmm. He's like, I get, Oh, and I love the, I love his quote about he, he was talking about like, right, I think right when he, or he, when he made, when he started working for WWE and he made the transition, I think from ref, well, the transition when he made from ref to announcer. Uh-huh. And then when he started working for WWE, 
like people thought he was like there to take Gorilla Monsoon's position or something. Oh, and he was uh-huh. getting a lot of heat for it. Yeah. And he's just like, no one can replace Gorilla Monsoon. And then he said that when he was in charge of talent, like he was caught up in all the, he used the word minutia, which I thought mm-hmm. was like a great word. I look, I had to look up the meaning of it because I, I thought I knew it, but uh-huh. it's just like a bunch of like random garbage and details that don't mean shit. And that would keep him up at night. Mm-hmm. So like he was talking about his life um, in those two stages and he was just answering all of these like really marking and funny questions. Like you could tell, you could and tell these like questions you ask on like the, about, you know, the you forums know, online. Marky questions. We didn't even realize we were sitting next to uh, DJ Z. We were sitting next to DJ Z <laughs> dog. And he, right. we, we talked to him like a, like slightly after. Yeah. Um, we were wished up. We said, glad you're okay. Yeah. And then we said like, we love your work. He's like, thank you. Um, and then we were, we talked to him about, and this match c- continually keeps coming up in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I see people mentioning it all the time on Twitter, but his match at homecoming this year against drew Galloway, mm-hmm. he told DJ Z told us that was his favorite, one of his favorite matches ever. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that match keeps coming up like all the time on Twitter. Um, cause Danny Daniels just tweeted recently, like, what are your, some of your favorite moments in the Berwyn Eagles club? And like oh, and a couple, met, yeah. couple people said that. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it was really cool. It's, he was really humble, really nice. DJ Z, blended in we didn't even know yeah. that was him um and we talked to him a little bit after so that was pretty yeah we marked out we marked <laughs> out i would say right uh, for me the mark out moment was uh so as we were there chit-chatting with other people that were there we're just kind of you know closing out our tab um you know jr was getting ready to do his meet and greets and sign some made by tents or whatnot yeah so he walked right behind me uh, well, right before he got, you know, was walking behind me, I was able to, you know, say hi, thank you, and I was able to shake his hand. So I was like, "All right, I'm good." Yep, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> got our thirty dollars worth, but no, I, I, it was fun. Like we came in there, we were like the last ones in because we were late mm-hmm. for for me. It was my fault and the traffic's fault, and I was like tired, so I just started down in vodka Red Bulls. But Jr. is just like an entertaining, an entertaining dude, and like yeah. everyone was like, "You're the soundtrack to my life," and it. It made sense, so it was worth thirty dollars. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. He's very down to earth. Very cool. Um, and then we we head over to uh, we went. Oh well, no, we stopped by. We got a a few beers and a burger. Yeah, hung out uh, in Rosemont. Had some time to kill. Mm-hmm. And then we finally made it to Backlash. Um, and we made we really walked all over, Allstate. Yeah. We got um, a tour of the Allstate Arena. Mm-hmm. We went to our seats. Um, well, they, they were not ideal. Realized our seats weren't ideal. You know, <laughs> I, I, hey, man, I skimp here and there, okay? <laughs> I could be cheap here and there. So we bought some, some... I don't even know how much... What was the price of those tickets, to be honest with you, but... I don't know. But uh, they were... We were, like, behind the Titan Tron almost. Right, because I... Uh, we were at a weird I angle. had gone to um, probably a Raw or something. No, it was probably a Raw show. And Alan, my friend, he, uh, which, you know, um, he went last minute. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'll see you there. We didn't get to see him, but he got tickets similar in that area, like behind the the, the screen. And he's like, dude, this shit sucks. <laughs> he's like, I should have just stood home and watched it on TV. Right. And I'm like, come on, bro. It can't be that bad. And when we got there, it's like, it's not that bad. Like, we get a good view to the ring, but obviously yeah. we couldn't see entrances. Yeah, we couldn't see entrances. Um, so... You had the bright idea. You noticed all these open seats on, like, the 103 section. Uh, so we just, yeah, in plain sight, blended in, got some better seats. Yeah. Holler. It worked out. It worked out. 
Um, so, did we have a? Did, was there a dark match? Yeah. Well, oh, there's a pre-show, pre-show match. Yeah. Dillinger went over on eight in English. That's ten right. chance all around. Deafening ten, ten chance. And I think uh, eight in English got you know a good heel response. Like yeah, it was very good. Him and it was good for him and. His little singing skits that he does. He didn't even come out to music. He just came out singing with uh-huh. the spotlight on him. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was unique. Yeah, very unique. Good, good word. Uh, he's from Chicago, too. Yeah. And I was telling you yeah. that. Um, you told me that. And we were at, uh, what was it, Bourbon Street. I was in line. Or we were in line. I don't know who I was with um, for an AEW show. And, uh, you know, an older man comes up to me. He's like, hey, is, what is this line for? I'm like, he's like, is there wrestling today? I'm like, yeah. And I thought he was gonna get in line, but he had already be, he was already drinking with his buddies. Okay. And he's like, "Oh, um, do you know Aiden English?" He's he does the he did the thing that they used to do, um, like that pose. Oh, the vaudevillain pose. The vaudevillain pose, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I laughed a little because I'm like, this is not WWE, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like, oh well, his uncle's right over here. You know, he's my buddy. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So just <laughs> sweet, kinda... bro. Name dropping Aiden English's uncle. <laughs> yeah. Um, they probably didn't get free tickets because of that. Who knows? Who but knows? um, but yeah. So that yeah, you're right. That match was was good. And and uh, what's his name? I don't I don't expect Dillinger to be pre-show for a long time. No, like he's really over with the crowd. Yeah, and we've known that for a long, long time. So yeah, I'm like it was it was cool to see him. You know, up on the the main roster. But like, let's definitely get him to a, like. You know, some Sigler versus Sigler or something. That could be next. I could see that being right. next. Because I yeah. don't think. Uh, and then we're talking about Sigler. Great, great segue right there. That mm-hmm. was our first match. Did I you was do that surprised. On purpose? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the first match. Uh, Nakamura versus uh, Dolph Sigler. I was not expecting that. Yeah, it was what'd sweet. you think of that? They worked really well together. Of course, I knew it was going to be great. Ziggler can work with anyone. Um, I want to say there was a. There was a couple good false finishes mm-hmm. where you thought Ziggler might win. Hit him with a famous hair, hit him with a zigzag. There might have been a super kick or two in there mm-hmm. or things of that nature. Um, Nakamura is already over with, over with the, the main roster crowd. For sure. It's crazy how they did that. It, I could, I could kind of compare – Nakamura is a little bit older. You can kind of compare Nakamura to a famous soccer star that like comes over to the MLS – or like right as he gets okay. here, he's like super popular already. Mm-hmm. I think you can make that comparison. Um, but it, you know, it was great. It really, yeah, it was a good opener. It was kind of similar to the probably to the Keith Lee Dijak match. Yeah. In fact, in the fact that you thought it was going to be later, but it was like the, re- it the was right what they opener. Gave you, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so do you remember? Do you want to go in order? Do you no, we around? don't have to. I don't think we should go through the entire so. card. Yeah. Um. So what stuck out to me? Uh, before we get to, I think we're going to save that to the main event, the gender stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was, um, I really, really, so and it was probably maybe because I was, I hadn't been following as closely, uh, SmackDown, but the Usos as heels, I really, really enjoy them. Yeah. And yeah. the whole fashion files stuff, which I, at first I, I was asking you some questions. I, I think it's great. Dude, I, that I, match I, was really, really funny. Yeah. Really, really funny. I'm so glad that Fandango and Breeze found something to do because mm-hmm. they were in they were in no man no man's Jabberville for a while, yeah. Which is like where you saw Swagger at, which is where you see Curtis Axel at. 
like guys who just aren't used Ville, mm-hmm. if you want to call it. And they were stuck in there and they used the comedy and their comedic side to like kind of pull them out of it. Yeah. Um, or them and the writers who, who, you know, give credit to the writers and breeze is actually a really, really funny person. Um, you know, on like up, up, down, down and stuff. Yeah. Like you see his, his comedic side come out and then Fandango is just like, he's almost got like this, like kind of like clueless jock. Kind yeah, of, for sure. Yeah. Kind of he funny, kind of, he's yeah. the one trying to keep it serious. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, but and then it's funny. What's funny too, is both of those guys can like work in the ring, especially breeze can really go mm-hmm. in the ring. Um, but like the whole match was like antics and involved two costumes and a mop to the face. And like the Usos are playing along with it perfectly. Yeah. I thought it was really, really, I good. really enjoyed that. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't think, you know, I wasn't going in thinking that was going to be a, a very entertaining match, to be honest. Yeah. So, I, well, I didn't think like Breeze was going to do like the costume stuff in the ring, uh-huh. but it worked. It, it, it's almost like, it's almost like they took a SmackDown taste takes risks, man. They're risky. Mm-hmm. Like they will just go with people and it's like continuing to work. That's like, I mean, that's just to the point. That's to the point where like Vince will bury some people who have talent. Like these people have talent and SmackDown knows how to use them. So it's really cool to see. I love it. For sure. Um, a women's match. I was not pleased with. Take it or leave I, I it. Just, I just don't like, uh, when there's a title, like I feel like there should be a title match. Yeah. In a pay per view or whatever special event, whatever they want to call it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't. So. Yeah. No. It was. There was a, a half of the half of backlash. Half of backlash wasn't bad, but it was. Mm-hmm. It kind of falls into that same category that like the young and strong, Eric Young versus Roderick Strong match like fall yeah. into like. It was a little bit better than your regular match you see on TV, but it was just like like the Harper Rowan match. Glad Harper right. won, but. I would, I'd pass on that. Like, no offense to Harper because I, mm-hmm. he's really good. Uh, but there was like a, it was like half of this card was awesome, and then half of it, it was just like we don't even just need to spend any more time in like the women's match, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so gender, you were rooting for Orton. Um, I was, I was yeah. rooting for Orton. <laughs> yeah, nothing against gender, nothing against gender, but I once again like risky and i just didn't know if it would work like first of all the the belt should just be on bray wyatt that's where we're wrong here that's okay. where the problem that's... is the belt bray wyatt should be on smackdown with the title right that's what it should be but i'm not tr- i'm not trying to be that fan that like that that would uh-huh. be my preference if you gave me those three options with either randy right, winning gender winning yeah even the mm-hmm. the whole story that that uh the the, the track that orton has been on right like where he wasn't going to face Wyatt. Like, if you want to take it that far back, like, Orton wasn't going to face Wyatt because he looked up to Wyatt or whatever. He wasn't that uh, mm-hmm. Wyatt family thing. But then just weirdly at some point, like, he just decided not to follow Wyatt and got his match and got the title. And, um, like, yeah, like, like Orton hasn't been doing anything for me. Oh, and, okay. Even during that storyline? Even uh, during the Bray storyline? I think I, I started to lose interest. I think or if this, you know, off the top of my head, is when when Orton got the. There was a an episode of a SmackDown show where where he his eyes turned red. Oh okay yeah. And it was like it was too. Um, what do we call that? It, it, Tacky. It, yeah, it felt phony at that point. Okay. Um, 
and I think ever since like that storyline is like I mean I I like I I like the that it ended up a mania and that and I was hoping that that Bray would walk out as champion mm-hmm. and just kind of close that there um but him keeping the title and you know up to to up to backlash it wasn't it wasn't doing anything for me so okay so you were sick of Randy yeah when saying. I was like all right gender and like my mind was there all the time with like yeah, I'm not a you know I've never been a a fan of his like I've never followed his work to be like oh I would love for him to have the title one day gender yeah gender right. but um but I, he was a, he was a new possibility and it's like well who knows where this is gonna take us yeah like, it's at very least give intriguing me something new than just give me the same old thing all the time yeah that's a and really that's good point yeah I think no I think it's a really mm-hmm. good point and I think that. And I wasn't mad that like mm-hmm. gender won because the match was awesome. Like the there match was really that, good. But see, that's the other thing too. Like there were yeah, there were people that were mad, upset. Right. Other people were were also cheering for. I gender. feel like I feel like the Allstate Arena at the end of the match was like 50-50 split. Like right. Some, I felt a the lot same of people too, actually did like, like it. But I felt like WWE wanted to tell the story about people being upset. And I think, <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Like right away, reactions of, of people that were upset. Zooming out on little screen. kids, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's because you know he's supposed to be a heel in the whatever storyline he's in next. Yeah. So. No, it definitely um, drew heat on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I the Bollywood boys getting tossed around. Right, like, and like then so when I got home, uh, I watched the the video that you tagged me on. Yeah. Um. Where, cause I was driving, you were looking at some tw- Twitter stuff, and you're like, you were laughing at uh at Randy's reaction after throwing the one of the Sins brothers, not Bollywood boys. Anymore. Sing brothers, mm-hmm. tomato, tomato. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was pretty funny. But um, in regards to to the heat, like, like yeah, like I, I would say, crowd was fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they were 50-50 oh. at the start of the match, but at the end of the match, they were 50-50. Uh-huh. So, like, Jinder, Jinder looked the part. He looks the part. His promo actually the, before at the Backlash, match. before mm-hmm. the match, was good, I thought. Yeah. Um, I think his it – was, it was, his like, it made sense psychology-wise because he was working on Randy's shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then his finishing move, like, uses that shoulder in that like, Cobra Clutch slam mm-hmm. that he does. And then – if you think about it, like if your shoulder's all busted up, then you can't lift it off the mat to kick out. So then he had other, he had Randy's other shoulder like completely hooked. Mm-hmm. So Randy has one shoulder completely hooked and one bad shoulder that's been worked on the entire match and was involved in the finisher, like strained mm-hmm. in the finisher. So the ending of it was like, like you just heard the crowd gasp. So like there was a, there was a reaction, is what I'm yeah. trying to say, which is really cool. And I think it made sense psychology wise. And I'm like totally on board with seeing where this goes. Like I'm totally mm-hmm. just like, tell me a story, please. Yeah. Um, and then also, WWE. So so I'm gonna praise WWE's content for a second because mm-hmm. I think they put out a t- shit ton of content. Shit ton. We've talked about this. Yeah. But it's good in the sense that a lot of it is unique and like a lot of it is website engaging. A lot of it is social engaging. Creates a lot of social engagement. And they're kind of like, I want to say they're kind of like the opposite of ESPN right now, where ESPN's content strategy is in the shitter and they just had to release a lot of people because they're losing money. So WWE's content is very timely and relevant. The the, the gender push, right? Apparently the network is opening up in India, put put the belt Mm -hmm. on gender Mahal. And uh, he's, he's from Canada, but of Indian descent. And then also... 
they just gave a WWE championship title to some, uh, I think, Punjabi team that won a cricket tournament or I don't know. It was oh, some kind of like uh-huh. professional sport. Yeah. So they gave them a title too, like right as gender one, right as a network. So it's just like this huge, yeah, it's like campaign it India. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that we have this huge weight. And then it's like, that's so, like, if I was on the, the WWE marketing team, I would be like really proud of myself that all this, because <laughs> I'm sure it's going to pay off business wise. And that that's cool to me. Yeah. You know, you know, like storylines out the window as a business person, I respect the hell out of that. So I thought that was cool as well. I just wanted to mention yeah. that. Um, and what was it? Um, fuck, I can't remember, but I saw a tweet where, um, oh, okay, there you go. There was, so people were like, so why do, and I, I, I read the question, and I'm like, why do people are are like, okay, they're, they're okay with gender being, it being the champion, but when it was Roman's turn, nobody was into it. Like, what's the difference there? Um, That's a good question. So my thinking is, right. That is a good um, question. I like the comparison because because gender's a it's, it's as simple as saying because gender's a heel. Yeah. Right. At the like gender was at the right place at the right moment, whatever, and he took on the role that he take on as a heel. Yeah. When Roman needed to embrace his heel turn, well, not embrace it, but they had to give him a heel turn, and then just go that route. WWE did it. Yeah. And that's what fucked it all up for. So Vince is saying, you're supposed to like this guy. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, no, we hate him. Now Vince is saying, like, okay, I hate see- this dude. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we'll <laughs> hate this dude. <laughs> and, and it works okay. You know? Like, yeah. That's so. true. Cause he is just naturally like everything about him. Like, I, I don't, I hate to like peg this, but like most foreigns in WWE are pegged as heels. Mm-hmm. But then he has like the talking about foreign America. Did you see the um the picture? There's a tweet pick out there. I saw it. I liked the, it. All the all the um all the titles right now are on Canadian people. SmackDown titles, right? Also yeah. So it's or, well no, so it's oh, starting no, no. with Rude. Bobby Rude. Okay. He's Canadian. Um Owens. Owens. Gender. Um who has the intercontinental title? It's Ambrose. He's not Canadian. Oh, oh he could be because of Renee. <laughs> <laughs> Is Renee uh, Canadian? Yeah, Renee's Canadian. Renee's Canadian. Um, but yeah, I, I can't remember. I, oh, uh, what's his name? Maybe not Canadian, but foreign. Because also, well, you have the UK, obviously, which is Pete Dunne. Uh-huh. And then you also have um, the 205 Live Cruiserweight champion is neville it's neville mm-hmm. um oh that's right and oscar is yeah so it's um, just it's, so it's no, just foreign foreign yeah, champions that's what it is. foreign mm-hmm. champions uh-huh it wasn't wasn't like so i think the hardys are the only the hardys and uh and the, the usos oh, wouldn't even be the usos are not well there's they wouldn't be count that's not foreign samoan Islands. i guess i guess that's right yeah, but i guess it's only layer. the tag team champs are are from america u.s they and Dean, yeah. Um, oh, and Brock, Brock is Brock lives, is, lives in Canada. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, so strong push in Canada. Uh huh. Strong push in Canada. We got uh, some. I'm not sure where Oscar's from. Japan, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, so shit. They're they're diversifying. Yeah, just Why like not? the network is <laughs> right? spreading its wings. Before you know it, we're gonna have a Trish Stratus coming back and taking a title. That'd be sweet. Uh, I think she's done with wrestling. Yeah. Um, but 
talking about women's like the, so the, there's the women's money in the bank are you going to money in the bank there's a women's money in the bank yeah when did they, they oh, well, on I, Raw or something? i'll take it back i'll take it back because there's been a lot of twitter noise around it um and right now smackdown's happening so it could they could be announcing it right now is it a rumor so for now i'm gonna say it's a rumor because i am not 100 percent sure that it was officially announced by wwe I think the rumor was that it would be announced tonight, that people were going to, the WWE was going to announce it tonight, um, SmackDown, during SmackDown. So we will see. Uh, Unfortunately, right now, SmackDown is currently on TV and we're at my workplace and we are not watching it. So we'll have to catch up and and see what, um, what the final word is. And I think it's a good opportunity for women to to showcase and go for for that money in the bank and something different so i'm down for it but um all right charlie i think it's time for us to wrap it up it's been a lengthy podcast and it's obviously we've covered a lot of hours of wrestling this weekend and hashtag chicago mania weekend um we will be at or at least i will be at uh aaw's special thursday show uh, this upcoming Thursday, uh, it's uh, at the Berwyn Eagles Club. It's uh, May 25th. So if you see me out there, say hi. And again, uh, Charlie, like you always tell us, like what well, you tell me is like you know, you know, we could get reviews, we can get subscribers. Uh, we see the numbers of people that are listening to to our pod, so that we really appreciate it. But we appreciate more. The conversations that we have on Twitter, that we have on Facebook group discussion. Um, as you mentioned earlier, we have our site has launched. It's a medium public publication. So if you just go to two heels in a face.com, that's number two heels in a face.com, you'll see Charlie's latest post about DIY, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. Um, and if you have, again, if we have, if you have any questions, I mean, not any questions, any stories, any article that you wrote and you hadn't had a chance to you know promote it or push it out uh let us know uh we'll happily host it under our site um and we'll give you the recognition we just want you know our wrestling community to come together and have a safe place a safe place where we're not you know judging but we're just interacting having conversations uh we always say that wrestling is a buffet people enjoy different things and they enjoy it differently uh, we've done the buffet line discussions uh, in which, you know, you and I, Charlie, go back and forth between salad, hot plate and dessert. Um, so. So, yeah, I think this is this is a wrap for us today. Uh, remember, you can find me at at uh, on Twitter at JP Wrestling Fan. You can find Charlie at Chuck underscore Colorado. And you can find the both of us on Twitter at Two Heels and a Face. Again, that's number two, Heels and a Face. Check out our website. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Let us know what you think of this massive uh, week of wrestling in the Chicagoland area. And if you have any questions for us, uh, feel free to send them over um, through those social channels or info at twoheelsandaface.com. Thanks.